Hello and welcome to Professional Disaster. Hey, I'm Matt Norman. <laughs> and I'm Will Heepner. This is the podcast where we talk about things and stuff. <laughs> and stuff. And more things. And sometimes more things. <laughs> and sometimes we get emails when you email us at Prof Disaster twenty twenty three. Matt, what That's are right. some of the, what are some of the things or what are some of the reasons people might email us? Well, you remember when I was talking before about the stuff and things? Yeah. They might want to email us about some of that stuff and things that we might talk about. <laughs> if they want to give us a follow-up, we would love to hear a follow-up. If That's you've got awesome. a question for us, we want to answer those questions. Yeah, man. If you uh if we're, we're hosting a contest and you want to, you know, chime in with a with a possible answer for that contest, then hey, we're and glad I just, to hear it. I just recently realized that in order for us to receive your submissions, you have to put a dot com on the end of your your email. Yes, that- <laughs> Does help a little bit. That, that um, part that part is really important. So, you know, speaking of the contest that we just had, we got uh, my my family was not very happy <laughs> with with me because we never we never chose our favorite. We never, we never picked our favorites. Yeah, okay. I mean, we we decided that we were going to reward the winner through uh, means of random selection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were okay with that but they were upset that we never said hey this one's my favorite so i'm i'm gonna throw a shout out to to my baby girl malin mm-hmm. who i think i don't know if it was the most creative or the most favorite but if i had walked into an ice cream shop and all those flavors existed yes yes i would probably grow i would grow you would <laughs> i would grow wider because i would eat I would eat so much ice cream. Your stomach would grow three <laughs> sizes that day. <laughs> That's almost like the Grinch, but 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 intensely unhealthy. Yeah, you know? but the like, wrong but with yeah. with or, uh, the wrong recently, organ. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely probably grow. Golly, I can't say go. <laughs> What's happening to me? I would go with brown sugar cinnamon pop tart because that just sounds magical. That sounds really good. What about you, Matt? If you were walking through an ice cream store and all those flavors that people submitted were 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 given, what would you choose? There were a lot of really good ones and a lot of really creative ones. Um, side note, uh, I guess my son Jeff went to Culver's today and saw that there is a flavor called a mint, mint explosion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, son, I'm I'm. I'm horribly disappointed. No, he's great. Um, I think you, you might you might laugh at this, but I think I'm going to say the uh, the, the cornbread, the sweet yeah. cornbread. That's a really, that w- I would really enjoy trying that. I'm just glad I, Tara was trying to to make sure this week that we understood how awesome Sam's submission is for the young the young kiddos. Yeah, but right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just just for the record. Um, my wife decided to coerce her class of fifth graders <laughs> into saying that they liked duck ice cream, and that duck. sounds awesome. I, I, there hey. was no video, so I can only assume that she was threatening them with some implement or Listen, object. Hey, I got, I got, I got to give mad props for for mom points on that one. For <laughs> that, what a way to support support your kid. That's true. That's good. Another another thing that we wanted to share with you, uh, we've discovered. This week, actually, uh, there's a there's a lady named Crystal that's a fan. Oh yes, yes, and yes, yes. she <laughs> discovered how to interact with us on Spotify. Oh yeah, right. So you obviously you can always email us at profdisaster2023 at gmail dot com. But you, I guess, if you're smart like Crystal, uh, you can also send us stuff through Spotify. You can. Uh, respond to specific episodes on the episode page. So yes. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a little bit easier to do on a desktop, but obviously it works on a phone as well. Yeah. But I thought it was cool that she submitted a comment about the episode on patience and and just how sometimes we gotta we gotta let the Holy Spirit guide us on that. And I thought that was pretty cool. It is pretty cool, and I know it is so cool because I know there are all these kind of cool things that you can do through Spotify with like polls and everything like that. And you know, we're still we're still getting the getting the hang of this. So hey, if you guys are smarter than us and trying to figure out what it is that we're doing, um, then man, I I just don't know. I just don't know. I I'm get <laughs> I get so confused, and you're gonna have yeah. to you're gonna have to be patient with us. You yeah. Know? <laughs> 
But we, we we did see it, and it wasn't like it's not like she submitted that three months ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> that not, would have been embarrassing. Not like the uh, the uh, the the one review that I think I was like, oh man, that was a month ago. Hmm. Oh well, that's okay. <laughs> it was good. Hey, so that's that's a lot of good news. It's I wonder. You ready for one more piece of news? I'm. I can't wait. <laughs> I was about to say, did you know? Yes, you know. But hey, exciting news is that we crossed we crossed 1,000 listens this Woo! past week. 1,000 listens what, for what? our podcast. That's amazing. People chose to listen to this 1,000 times. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> What's even better about that is that when we had this discussion not on the pod, mm. This is how old we are. We gave ourselves a high five and then was like, man, that kind of hurt a little bit. (laughs) Got to be careful. Got to be careful now. You know, things just don't, you know, things don't bounce back the same way that they used to. They they really don't. Well, we got one more special thing happening this episode and Matt's looking at me like I'm crazy because he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going to happen. I got to, I got to readjust here and get ready for this. Are you before we get into our icebreaker question? Yeah. Will Hebner's got a surprise for Matt Norman. I love it. Okay. Oh man, he's pulling out a bag. It's got hot topic it written says on it. It's hot topic. Because I it. bought some Funko Pops um, <laughs> while on state youth convention, but that's not what's in here. Okay, that's good. I was just trying to keep it secret. Oh man, keep, keep it, secret it safe. And safe. Yep. <laughs> keep it going there. Boom! Oh! Christmas tree cakes. Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. The sponsor decided to show up. So not not only are we talking about our fabulous sponsor, Little Debbie's Christmas tree cakes, but we're gonna do a little test taste right now. Oh my goodness. And we're gonna respond if I can get the box open. This is all a part of the experience. Mm, you know. Can you mm. hear the wow the, the plastic? That plastic is authentic. It's you know not something that any uh incredible confection you know i just i am such a sucker for these things and you know i make the joke about them being completely different than zebra cakes and i and i know they're not but it's one of those things where it's like i just love the i just love the way that the frosting just kind of like you know coats it the way that it does it's really good well we want you to know folks that little debbie christmas tree cakes are bioengineered not sure what that means but it does not sound good also want you to know that these Christmas tree cakes, the product and name and three-dimensional tree design and shape are registered trademarks of the McKee Foods Company. Okay, wow. I'm, I'm sure they're not involved in any shady things <laughs> either. <laughs> no. Seems like a good upstanding organization that sponsors this podcast. So Yeah, man. Look, man. five snack cakes individually wrapped, which within one box... Feels like maybe there should be more than five, but <laughs> it does look like it's, a much it's, bigger box. It is it is five delicious snack cakes with uh, white icing, yep, red stripes, mm-hmm. which really just helps you remember the blood of Jesus in the season. <laughs> I think that's you know what, what it's it for, right? You know, I think and that's then, what Little Debbie was thinking about too. Yeah, and the green and the green sprinkles represent um, herbs. <laughs> I was going to say the Green Lantern, because that oh, okay. obviously makes more sense. <laughs> Herbs and spices, right? Well, here we go. Here Christmas we go, tree cake. All right. Awesome. These don't make quite the crunch like the chips do. People are going to get me like, man, you guys got to stop eating food on the air, because it makes weird noises. There, yeah, I suppose there is an, an actual condition, right? Misophonia, I think it's called. Miso soup? Yeah, that's what it is too. They also love miso soup. <laughs> they love miso. They don't like mouth sounds, but they love, love soup. miso soup. <laughs> it's a weird, weird double. Listen, I've never really been um, a zebra cake fan, but there's just something about this Christmas tree that just makes me feel like I'm I'm getting into the season, getting into the holiday spirit, the Christmas spirit. Sorry, <laughs> I'm also getting crumbs all over myself. For those of you that want that image while yep. you're listening, paint a word picture. Will. Yeah. <laughs> the crumbs are falling all over me. They, they are. That's just the way the little Christmas tree cake crumbles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's that's good. Well, that's good. While we enjoy our little Debbie Christmas tree cakes, Matt, do you have a icebreaker question for us today? Yeah. 
Absolutely. We've got... Because we have this business at the top, I've got what might be kind of a simple one, but it is one that I've been thinking about a lot, and I think it's kind of fun to kind of play around with. You know, we're we're uh, both uh, of the somewhat nerdy persuasion at times, and so... You know, there are all these different kinds of like genres of stories that people talk about. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, when I was growing up, there was this big kind of almost debate between fantasy and sci-fi, you know, like which was the better genre. And I wanted to know, what do you prefer? What kind of stories do you like? More fantastic fantasy stories or science fiction? I would probably, and now I'm going to give my interpretation to see if we're on the same boat here. No, that's fine. Yeah, because it can be. I, I'm seeing fantasy more as Lord of the Rings, um, kind of on Earth, swords, bows, magic, that kind of deal, and sci-fi more so space involved, mm-hmm. usually like Star Wars, Star Trek, that kind of deal. Yeah, you're would right you, on track. You, okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely fantasy, I think. Um, and Not that I dislike sci-fi. I think there's a lot of sci-fi stuff that's far-fetched. There's a lot of um, sci-fi stuff that goes into time travel, and I'm I, I don't know. Time travel just loses me. Absolutely, yeah. there are all these different you know subgenres, and yeah. time travel science fiction is way different than like space opera uh, yeah. science fiction. Yeah, space totally. Space opera. Mm-hmm. I know, doesn't that sound cool? That makes me think of uh, the Fifth Element. What a great! Yeah. I love that movie. That was a good movie. I haven't seen it. In that's forever. a that's a sci that's probably a sci-fi movie that I actually really do like. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. There's some just great stuff in there. Chris Tucker does a great job of doing that. That I don't know if his name's like Ruby Rod or something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ruby right. Rod. Yeah, that's right. He has that crazy voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. And Gary Oldman is a great bad guy in that movie, dude. Yeah, that's oh. one of his classic, classic yeah. performances. That's a great, great movie. But yeah, I I think that bows and arrows, swords, that kind of fighting stuff. Oh. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Line a little, the, maybe a little bit of magic the in there sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like Yeah. I think I think I'm the same way, which is wild because when I was growing up, I definitely would have said science fiction. I used I was reading a lot of science fiction. I was watching a lot of science fiction. You know, it was it was Star Wars. Excuse me. Um it was uh, those, those little Debbie Christmas like, treat cakes mm. will get you, man. But you know what? It was a delicious burp. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> that was wonderful. Uh just as good the second time. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> you don't even need to be miso soup to be disgusted by that. <laughs> you know, no, I'm sure there's a different condition for that. The human condition. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> hates that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, shoot, where was I? Oh, uh, yeah, this, uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, a lot of my, you know, my favorite like comic books and stuff have a lot of, you know, science fiction elements, you know, radioactive, you know, experiments and accidents yeah. and things like that. Um, but man, I'm just so captivated by so many cool fantasy stories these days, including the Lord of the Rings. I oh, mean, dragons, dude, I'm a sucker for dragons. I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, and I almost asked this as a question, but it's like, you know, of my favorite kind of like series or story or whatever. I mean, it's right up there. The Lord of the Rings is just oh like the, gosh, such a compelling, dude. and obviously it's huge, and, right? And the, you know, and the but, greatest adaptation of all time. Oh, one hundred percent, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, I I don't, I can't even think of what comes close. No, honestly, so good. Other than, you know, like Percy Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the second <laughs> we, Percy Jackson movie, especially, we've, we, which we've I talked, don't think I've seen. We've talked about we've talked about that on the pod before about how daggum terrible that was. No, yeah, I, I yeah, I, just, I think fantasy is is more more my jam. I think that a lot of times it 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 takes you like to this idea of like more of an old school like what the world used to be like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's more That's rooted funny. it's more rooted here uh versus uh like space, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like some space stuff, I really enjoy, but I, I, yeah. some of it, I'm just like, okay, this is too much. And I, I've never really been a big fan of like spaceship stuff. Mm-hmm. I know I wasn't gonna have a question, but I, I want to ask a question because I, for it. I, I thought this was really interesting. I was thinking about dragons and how cool dragons are, and, and part of the reason why I love fantasy. It was interesting. I was watching something on on Facebook or YouTube the other day. And they, they were talking about the fact that the word dinosaur wasn't invented until like the 1800s. 
Mm. And that, so like some people are like, how come there weren't dinosaurs in the, in the Bible? And oh, okay. the Bible okay. uses the word dragon or right. Leviathan, or there's a bunch of different words that are used yep, yep, yep. that would fit that. And just the, the thought of the fact that there most likely were dinosaurs still around in Bible times is just a really, really neat thought to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, the more I like started thinking about that, I was like, man, this, this makes a lot of, this makes a lot of sense. Like we Mm -hmm. don't necessarily need to have this, um, volcanic event that wiped them out. Like, I mean, they get wiped out the same way we're wiping out animals today. Yeah. We we take away their environment. We take away their, you know, food source. We kill them, you know, because they're a threat. Yeah. You know, I find it uh, like kind of along the same lines. I find the idea about dinosaurs, especially when you think about the ocean, right? And, you know, just oh, how yeah. vast it is and everything like that. I find that really captivating. And I think we've talked about, I know we talked, touched on the idea of cryptids and the Loch Ness monster. And I remember when I was a kid, I was, uh, watching some sort of like a presentation or something like that. And they were talking about, and they like, you know, hoisted up this like, you know, kind of mangled, um, corpse out of the ocean and it was like this giant beast like way larger than anything and so they were kind of like trying to figure out like what it would look like if it you know was intact and they, yeah. they wrote something that was kind of like one of those you know those swimming dinosaurs that i can't remember the name of right yeah. now but it was i was just like man that's so cool i don't know you know i don't know how valid it is or anything yeah. like that but it's just a really intriguing idea you know i just yeah i, I dinosaurs are cool <laughs> i guess no, i mean, I I mean but but there. at the same time i'm kind of glad they're extinct Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the last thing I need to be is, you know, <laughs> driving to the grocery store. And, well, Will didn't make it home this week. Oh, man. He got eaten by a T-Rex. A pack of velociraptors are out by the oh, JC. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> you just throw in rotisserie chickens at them, hoping that they'll stop and let you go. <laughs> do you, do you, here, here's the question, the question of the day. Do you think a velociraptor would enjoy a rotisserie chicken? <laughs> They say, right, uh, I mean, like, the, the new kind of, like, interpretations of what the Velociraptor probably most likely looked like is a little bit more bird-like. So maybe it would say, like, no, that's a cousin. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a friend. <laughs> I can't eat that. I don't know, man. I don't know, but they probably just eat whatever. Yeah. Right? They probably just, I mean, they're carnivorous, so I guess they yeah. would eat whatever, you know, they could. Can you imagine, like, is there, like, just think about, like, oh, that's a great question. I don't even know if I want to ask that because i got to save it. I'm not gonna ask it. Okay. It's gonna have. It's gonna be next week's question for you. I'm. I'm gonna be useless for the rest. Of, no, I'm just no, kidding. It's that's good. too bad. <laughs> I was gonna say for the rest of the podcast, but really for the rest of the week. I for the rest. Of, <laughs> until we record again. This. Yeah. We'll gonna be to, thinking about it forever. We'll have to record tomorrow night for uh, for the future episode. <laughs> All righty, man. Are we ready to transition into the disaster at hand? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well. I I think that there's a really neat thing that happened. Um, I didn't have to preach this week. <laughs> it was awesome, man. Uh, thankfully, Matt did, and I got a chance to listen to it as I was driving home with his son, actually, from uh, a youth convention. Yeah, yeah, that's and, cool. And um, he didn't fall asleep, actually. You know? I it was just so funny. I sent so I, funny. I, you I were sent like, Matt. hey, great job with the sermon. It's a picture of Will. Yeah. And then my son conked out oh, right yeah, behind him. Passed out. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but he he made it through the sermon before he, he fell asleep. He somehow managed yeah. to struggle through it. <laughs> yeah, he, seems, he was struggling. So you, you preached on forgiveness, and, and obviously this was a— we had planned for you to preach on forgiveness a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you mm-hmm. even remember what the original series was? Uh, Harmony. Oh <laughs> it was yeah, going to yeah. be between that and boundaries. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And it just really just trying to figure out like the the balance of okay, we we are called as believers to forgive people, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that you forgive them and then forget and yeah. just let them you know walk all over you. I have to say, as I was listening, that. First of all, I was really, really impressed with how you handled the whole thing, how you structured it, and how you went piece by piece. This is a weird thing to say, but and and I'm maybe even a little bit arrogant to say this if okay. I'm if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I really felt like you took 
things that I do intentionally mm-hmm. and did them today, and we've never really talked about it. Okay. So I don't know if that I could be a hundred percent wrong about You're that. You're probably but, not. But, but there was just some things that I was like, oh man, that is like that's how I would teach somebody to do that. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really cool. But the thing that really like blew me away was when you talked about that verse that that Jesus says, and you will do greater things than me. Mm-hmm. And then you pulled the focus on the greatest thing that he ever did, because I think exactly what you said, when we think of that verse, we think of miracles, we think of the, the, the big stuff, but the greatest thing he did was the cross. Yeah. Yeah. The single greatest act of forgiveness and, and reconciliation and, uh, you know, that awesomeness that you could ever, I mean, accomplish. And to think about how God is calling us to do greater than that. And and that is to to walk with him in that that road of forgiveness. I mm-hmm. I just thought that was a not only was it brilliant to to bring people's minds there, but I thought it was brilliant in the sense that we can get so locked into thinking that maybe we don't measure up to God, yeah, or maybe we're missing something because we're not walking into hospitals and praying over people and then walking out like yeah, you know. Absolutely. But there are things that were more important, and those things, through the Holy Spirit gifting us and allowing us to to be able to forgive, I just think that was really awesome. So I wanted to react to that uh, a a little bit, but the question that I I guess we wanted to really discuss today is kind of two parts: is what is forgiveness, mm-hmm. and and how do we how do you forgive? Because I, I, I think that that's one of the things that usually when I'm talking to somebody, that's those are the two pieces. Like, what 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 is this? Yeah. I mean, you say this. What is it exactly? Like, like the, the difference between like, OK, trying to forgive and then like, what, what does it actually look like in real life? Yeah. 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 And then like, how do you how do you get there? And, and I think the brilliant part of what you did today is. And, and it goes back to what I said. It's like not setting people up for failure in the sense of Jesus got on the cross and forgave you in a moment. So now it's your turn to forgive everybody right. in a moment. And yeah. like, we're, we're not Jesus. That's right. So 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to take some time. It's not going <laughs> to. It's you know. a, like you said, it's setting people up for failure because there's that weight of expectation now all of a sudden to do that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm so glad. First of all, thank you. Thank you. That's really that's really generous. And, and obviously it's one of those things that, you know, you, you know, far better than I how the how, the you know, the Holy Spirit kind of works in this process is that, you know, you think of something um, and, you know, something kind of keys in a little bit and you're like, oh, I think thought maybe the most important thing I was going to say is this, but actually it's probably this other thing. And I had kind of come up with this, this, this kind of admittedly silly, I like, you know, hook of like calling forgiveness a superpower because it's hard to do right you know and this idea that you know forgiving people is is as hard as you know like you know being able to jump over a building or or something like that uh but but just kind of thinking about it in those terms about like you know sometimes the hardest thing to do is not the most obvious thing to do that that was really compelling to me right you know and so then i started thinking about that in terms of jesus and that was that was really um powerful for me to think about that like you know okay well where does he you know like not struggle per se but where is he kind of going through the most you know like he has to make what seems like the most you know step-by-step choice himself yeah and it's like man that's just that's so cool and so powerful there's so much to learn from that and even even what you said thinking about like this is the only thing where jesus was like hey if if you could take this from me yeah like that'd be great like you're like i'm i'm gonna do your will will do it but if there was some other but, way, but if there's another way, <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 just a really remarkable um, observance, and, and you know, I was I was thrilled um, that the you know kind of the way that that some of that kind of kind of fell into place. Again, really taking no credit for my for it myself. I, oh yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I was I was 
so sick on on Thursday and going into Friday that I was terrified that I wasn't going to be able to 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 give my all to the sermon message and everything like that. But but that's just that's just how God is faithful um, through the process. But that that's sorry that's terribly beside the point um, here. Um, but but in thinking about like your your question about forgiveness. Um, you know, one of the things that I wrestled with was it's so big, you know, yeah. it's like so, so many different, you know, aspects to it. And there it's was complex. There were certainly some things that I was like, I want to also talk about this part, but I don't see how I can do that and make this a really coherent message without it feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of skimming the surface of like five different things. You know, it's, it's obviously, you know, it, I'm sure it has been, you know, a sermon series for people that's lasted however many weeks or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, there are some things that, that you ask in that question that I, I, I thought about a little bit, but hadn't, was not able to, to bring into it um, very much. So what was your question again? <laughs> I, no, it's like what is forgiveness? Yeah, right? like that's and, a, that's and we can we can place. we can start there and and kind of move into what what it looks like. But I I just for me personally, like I think that there's like like a basic answer, yeah. like thinking about like not not allowing somebody to have power over you because of what they've done to you. Not mm-hmm. allowing bitterness to be created, so it's it's really just like forgiving is saying, I'm I'm not gonna think about what you've done to me. Mm-hmm. Like when I see you, I'm I'm not gonna have ill thoughts about you. I'm not like that. And, that, and that's different. It was really interesting. We talked about forgiveness a little bit. The the preacher uh, for the state youth convention talked about yeah. the the walls that we build up. And part of the reason we build those walls is unforgiveness and bitterness and like the stuff happens to yep. us and forgiveness is kind of the way that we, we knock those walls down. Absolutely. And I think, I think that for teenagers especially, but I think a lot of adults too don't understand the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Mm, okay. In the okay. sense that, cool. and, and what I think is difficult is, is that I, I think God wants us to strive for reconciliation because that's what he, God reckon through Jesus Christ, God reconciles us to himself. Yeah. That's the model as far as I'm concerned. Now, the hard part about that is, is that reconciliation is a two way street. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you have somebody that has no desire to reconcile and has no desire to, to change and that to me, there's probably change that needs to happen for, for both parties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because, I mean, even if even if it's higher on somebody's end, it's like maybe they got ninety percent. They need it, you know. There's this is just egregious, but you know, for the most part, it, it's understanding the way that we're wired, why we're wired that way, why we respond this way, mm-hmm. the traumas in our lives. I think all of those things help forgive, but ultimately, I think it, like you said, it it, it comes back to. It's something that we experience through Jesus and then through that experience that we have with Jesus of understanding that we're forgiven and understanding that we've been reconciled with him mm-hmm. helps us then try to do that for others. And so I think for me, forgiveness, there's probably like a simple like Webster definition of sure. forgiveness, but I think it is complex because I don't know that we always package it just as forgiveness sometimes it comes with baggage mm-hmm. but to me i think that it's it's just trying to tear down those those walls that are built up between us and not necessarily allowing people to come into the inner circle of your heart yeah. because i mean you trust has you know forgiveness and building up trust is you know it's just not the same not the same thing. Do you think that maybe the trust part goes more into what you were saying about reconciliation? Yeah. That, that I mean, that 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 contrast that you're describing there is fascinating to me, and I think you're exactly right. You know, I almost wonder if forgiveness is perhaps more of a of a one way street, right? It's it's you making a choice yeah. and directing that towards someone that has offended you or hurt you in some way. And you, you said that you yeah. said that today. What I thought was really cool is that. It's deciding to forgive regardless of whether or not they're going to apologize. Yeah, regardless yeah. of if if they even know that they've offended you yes. in some way. Yes. Well, that was that was the interesting thing because when you look at that passage in Matthew where Peter 
asks Jesus, you know, how many times do I forgive my brother who sins against me seven times? And Jesus says, no, I say to you 77 times, you know, it's like there are certain things that are not mentioned in that exchange, right? Jesus just says, you have to forgive them, right? He's not saying that, you know, well, you know, if he says this and he's sorry or anything like that. And like you said, he doesn't even say you have to go to your brother and forgive him. You know, it's like there or, or to this person that has sinned yeah. against you. I mean, it's like there's almost this kind of assumption that it's like, you know, just just forgive him you know it's like not this ornate process it's like you know that'll it'll manifest in different ways sure based on what it is but it's like there's like it it, it is like exceedingly simple and and like we've said unconditional right it's just yeah. like do it just do it you know don't wait for him to do something you don't have to be in his presence make the decision within your heart and forgive him would you say that forgiveness at some level is more internal where reconciliation would be more external yes yes because when you were originally asking the question i was like the first thing that i came up with and i couldn't tell if it was cheesy or not so i was hesitant to say it <laughs> but this idea you know when you say what is forgiveness i'm like it's something about it's the condition of your heart yeah right? there, it is something about the choice that A you posture. make in your heart yes yeah yes 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 yeah, absolutely. Posture of your heart or something like that. That is just like, you know, you making a an internal decision and then other things will flow out from that. And I think reconciliation is is a possibility, at least. Yeah. Um, so that that is a really interesting piece. I've never thought about it like that way. It's a cool way to kind of like think about the, the, the following steps after the idea of forgiveness is like, well, what what can come next after yeah. that? What 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 is possible um, with forgiveness versus impossible without forgiveness. Yeah. And reconciliation is a really good one. And and I think it's it's really important to understand that forgiveness is a requirement, but reconciliation is not. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that it's okay if reconciliation never happens, but I do think we should aim to go that mm-hmm. direction. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, this is kind of stupid, but let's say, you know, if reconciliation is a hundred percent, you know, if you're if you're at zero, yeah, and you spend the rest of your time, uh, the rest of your life getting to to fifty percent, I that's to me that's great that's great progress, yeah, yeah, uh, because it's it's not demanded, yeah, you know, yeah. but for, forgiveness is, mm-hmm. and and not to me, I I think part of it is like you said, it's it's your heart, yeah. And the only way to forgive, in my opinion, is to understand the weight that you've been forgiven, which allows you to say, okay, and it's that parable I shared a couple weeks ago where you have this guy who goes to the king and can't pay him back. Yeah. And he's begs and then he's forgiven. And then he goes and to the people that owe him and he's like a punk about yeah. it and throws him in jail. And the, guy, the king is like, are you kidding me? Like my forgiveness of you should have made you more forgiving of others and i and i think that that's that's a message to us like, absolutely to understand listen if 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 you're struggling with forgiving people you you probably you, are struggling with yep. understanding you're how blind basically yeah. right you know you you just don't even see reality as it is and and i'll throw this in and i know we've talked about it a little bit but i just think it's important cuz i think that a lot of people are where i am I spent a long time thinking that I had the spiritual gift of forgiveness and it was really just because I couldn't forgive myself. And so anybody Mm. that hurt me or betrayed me, it just paled in comparison to my own stupidity or at least the way that I viewed my myself. So it was easy for me to forgive others because I couldn't forgive myself. And I, I feel like I, you know, I read that verse where it talked about how, if if you if you can't forgive then i won't forgive you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i felt like god was saying like that's also about yourself that's for you yes that's, that's for, for that. it's not just externally towards yeah. other people yeah that's true but let's let's transition and talk a little bit about how one of the things that i i appreciated about what you said, and we already mentioned this, but just that the, the step by step process i remember reading yeah. a book by craig rochelle that i really loved and he just talked about starting with prayer and this idea of praying even though you don't mean it. Yeah. Uh, because I think that 
what really what prayer is, is prayer is the way that we change our hearts, not our circumstances. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not like you pray for somebody and then automatically they're like, they start treating you better. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's not what happens. I think you pray and then the power they have over you by the way they treat you. Yes. Slowly kind of diminishes because you get more connected with God. Yes. And it's like, even if they're always going to be a, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say a meanie. Yeah, you know, right. a, mean, a, a mean person a, to you. A, a real jerko. <laughs> a real, a real jerko. Yeah. A real, a real jack wagon. <laughs> you know, then like, if if you're so connected to Jesus, it's not necessarily that that they're gonna quit, but it's just like, whatever. You know, yeah. you're just not surprised by. I think I think it's so true because I think there's just something about replacing the power that a grudge has over you or you know that another person's you know thoughts has on your thoughts with the pure holy blameless shameless love of Jesus Christ is just like I mean like just talk about dumping out like the dirtiest nastiest water and refilling it with a clean vase of water and then being like oh I'm so much healthier right now you know it's like it's just like the things that you're taking in the things that you're filling your mind with and your body and your soul with are just so much cleaner and it's like you know when you when you bump up against you know someone that, that might still be you know, a real jerko or whatever yeah. it is. It's just like, you know, it just doesn't, it, it's not kind of like seeping back into what probably feels like a festering open wound, right? Because the wound is healed in a certain way, right? You know, yeah. like Jesus is able to do that. He's able to take that away from you so that it doesn't, you know, possess you as much. It's not this this dark, you know, hold over your heart or whatever as much. And, and it's, it, yeah, it's just it just makes you more resilient and resistant, maybe. I, I have something I want to say, and I hope that it's not taken the wrong way because I I don't really get into, like, crystal healings and Buddha and chakras and all that kind of stuff as far as I, I think that a lot of religion or, like, just body-based stuff like that yeah, right, right, right. is man's attempt to understand how God created us. These things that are out there yeah yeah, like i would say i had a conversation with the lady that does acupuncture with me and i i i was talking to her about the fact that i think part of the reason why prayer works is that in in some way it's energy bending like we 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 give our energy our our positive energy and, and we we move it towards somebody else but that energy exists in us because it's given to us by god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they i think that there's a lot of those things out there that they try to describe that without god yes, and i yes. think that that's a, a little bit silly that's where it gets off track or yeah, whatever, yeah yeah and but to me what they're discovering about the body and how it works is they're just discovering the design yeah you know, that's that's just the way that I view things. I think it's interesting because there's a lot of chakra training where they say that your your chakra can get uh, blocked. Yeah. And it's supposed to flow like a river. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's all kind of, you know, wish washing and whatever. But I do think that it, it there is powerful truth in this sense that unforgiveness can can block your spirit. And so you have to un unblock those things so that the energy can flow through your body. It's the same thing. If you don't, if you think I'm crazy, basically a, a, a more real life example of that is if you're sick and you allow yourself mentally to go to a place where you're discouraged and feel terrible, then it will take you longer to heal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. versus trying to be out in the sun and having a good attitude and feeling like I'm, I don't feel good, but I know I'm going to be better and having a positive attitude. Like oh, it, yeah. It's simply you, you get better faster simply because like we've talked about before, I think our physical, spiritual, it's all, mental, it's, it's all interconnected. It's thinking the same thing. Yes. And, and so I think that forgiveness tightens you up and, and you, you don't, you start to trust less. You start to like, that bitterness starts to take hold of you and then that bitterness towards somebody else and the unforgiveness towards somebody else actually will make you snippy at other people. Yep. Other people yep, yep, that have yep. not hurt you. 
And so now you're hurting other people and you need forgiveness from them because you can't forgive somebody else. Like yeah. I think understanding how it affects you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how it affects the people that you love to me is so important because it, it helps you understand, okay, th- it is important for me to deal with this. I was thinking the same thing, urgency, right? It creates a sense of urgency. Yeah. It's like, this is important. This is important because it is affecting not just the feelings that I have towards a person, it's affecting the way that I'm just viewing the rest of my life in some situations and everyone else around me that I love. And I, I just think that that's such an easy trap to fall into. I was really convicted by that this week during, during some of my prep too, that it was just like, man, just think about how much this impacts every single other aspect. Because like you said, it is so easy to get so down on yourself about, about anything, Yeah. but you know, something as persistent and as, you know, I don't know, dependent as a, as a relationship, right. That can have a lot of power over someone. And it's just really important to, to fix that to whatever degree you can, even if it's only for yourself. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, you can, you can kind of be, um, I don't know, I was going to say clean or, or redeemed or, or, you know, whatever, just so that, you know, you have that chance to, um, you know, be normal again. I, I, I just think that's so important. And yeah. and you're right. I don't think that, you know, we, it takes too long for people to realize that, oh, I'm I'm still really upset or bitter about X and that's affecting the way that I treat other people. Um, so, yeah, that urgency has got to be the first step. You have I, to know. And I think that there is power what i don't i don't know that you mentioned this and this is kind of like next level in my opinion but i think spending time in prayer and asking god to reveal to us yeah unforgiveness yeah because i think that there are a lot i think there's a lot of unforgiveness in us that stems from all different parts of our life yeah i think that's true when i was in counseling before i came here uh, I was talking through the counselor with something and really felt like I, he talked to me about some of my past and I had a, a youth pastor that I was really close to <laughs> and she cheated on her husband and I lost her as my youth pastor. Yeah. I wasn't, I don't know that I was hurt that about what happened more so about how it affected me because i'm yeah. a high school kid i'm selfish sure, sure, I'm, sure. I'm worried about like, oh now she can't be my youth pastor yeah, anymore no, yeah, yeah. Now she can't be. and we didn't have a good one before and we didn't have a good one after so yeah. i it was like i'm having this conversation with him and i'm like wow man i don't know that i've ever forgiven her yeah yeah and it wasn't like it, i don't know that it was like majorly affecting me but it really did give me a sense of relief. And I actually even reached out to her on Facebook and, and just said, Hey, I was going through some of the stuff and I just want you to know that I, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that she necessarily was like waiting on pins and needles, hoping that one day I was going to forgive her. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was an important step for me to reach yeah. out and say, I don't know how, I don't know if you understand how much this affected me, but I, you know, I'm dealing with it and I'm I'm letting it go. What what I love about that example is that that is like there's nothing wrong with it, right? What you, there's there you know whether or not there uh she, you know, appreciates that or understands that for the fullness of what it is, it does not change anything yeah. about her life necessarily, right? You know, what, no. whatever whatever happened, whatever fallout, whatever consequences she has, it has the chance to actually, in some ways, maybe create some measure of healing because it's like, okay, well, there's at least one kid from this yeah. youth group that doesn't, you know, hate my guts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but even if she's just like, whatever, I got a bigger problems than, than whatever this guy thinks from, you know, however many years ago. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change anything, but it does give you that certain amount of, like, you know, release. It's like, this is not going you know i'm going i choose not to let this be something that still weighs on me a little bit man it's just so it's it's simple but but i think has a lot of potential to be very powerful i don't even think i i don't i may just be going too far here but i almost wonder if that was such an important process for me 
to forgive her as I was transitioning out of youth ministry simply because oh. I went into youth ministry thinking that I was always going to be there. Yeah, right. And so I was leaving. Yes. And so I needed to forgive and yeah. understanding that I needed to be forgiven. Yeah. Because you're, even though I'm doing what God had called me to yeah, do. Yeah, you're leaving under very different circumstances. Yeah, leaving. But, but it, it, I still caused yeah. at both places, yeah. even though I really, like, I look back and I I, I feel like I, I have gone where God wanted me to go. Yes, of course. And I didn't know that I necessarily knew that at, you know, when it happened, but now it seems really apparent. And to be able to say... I hope these kids can forgive me too someday. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a that's a really important piece of forgiveness too is that you know it's, it's and we've said this about other topics too but it's just so important to realize you know that and, and this is going to sound a little trite but just the idea about us all being human and what that really means and and what it means when someone has a failing or commits a sin against you or whatever you want to call it, causes you to feel pain or hurt or whatever. And just think yep. how easy it is for us to, you know, what, well, a couple of things, right? To accidentally do something that might cause somebody hurt, you know, to make bad decisions. And, you know, there are some things where it's like, well, I, I pray I would never make some of those decisions. But, you know, you don't know. You just don't yeah. know. That, that That's the way that life is sometimes. But there's just so much where, you know, we have to recognize that it's like, you know, if somebody, regardless of whether or not they're, they're you know, truly sorry or, or feel really genuine or not, there's just something about being a decent person, being a loving person to realize that person you know, doesn't deserve any more scorn from me. They don't deserve any more, you know, bitterness from me. It's like, yes, whatever it looks like, why not forgive? Because I would hope that, you know, somebody would do that towards me. You know, it's just that that human empathy piece that I think is just so critical for, uh, that that gets lost, right? Because it's like so whatever, so obvious or whatever, but so true too. Um, I don't know, just just something that kind of came to mind there too. Anything else before we move on? No, I think that's that's pretty well, good. We're switching to to matters of faith because faith matters. Yes. <laughs> what Mario came in here for that? <laughs> like, oh, that's great. It's to me. That's crazy. Uh, it's kind of an extension of the question. Mm. Maybe even like a a dig deeper. Okay, cool. In, in the spiritual sense, and I didn't even think about it or connect these dots until we were talking, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Uh, but it was just something that I, I thought this weekend as I was listening to this dude preach and I, sin separates us from God. Mm, okay. Like that is yep. like, that's what we know, right? Does sin also separate us from each other? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of the question that I wanted to ask. And I, I, I just was was thinking about that but you know it's just interesting when we think about forgiveness that forgiveness is the bridge that dealt with sin that allows us to be in the presence of God again and is forgiveness also that bridge that has to be built in order to cross the divide that sin causes us in our lives and what I was thinking about is I I, I would say that we're pretty good friends would you agree with that I would. That was that. That took way too long. <laughs> Friendship one, over. Wanted to, wanted to ratchet up the tension there. I'm looking at the light. Wow, that was a long pause between <laughs> me saying it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, what what would it take for our friendship to fall apart? Mm. And could it fall apart under any other circumstance than either? your sin, my sin, or a collection of our sin? Like, is there anything else? That's what I was, like, I was trying to wrap yeah. my brain around. Is there anything else that could potentially... Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cause, I get you. I cause get you. Our, our breakup... Our, our, our split. <laughs> our, our split. Is there anything other than sin that other could do that? Other than sin. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, because no, I don't think so. Yeah, right. I mean, that's an I interesting mean, thought. I mean, not 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 true, not not truly split, right? I mean, like, obviously, 
people grow apart or whatever if you know we if one of us moves or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and friendships you know but but the friendship is still there even if it's you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If, even if it changes because or it's whatever. one of those things yeah. like even like uh, I got a friend named Austin that I grew up in, in high school with and we were really close and we rarely talk uh, but I still consider him a friend yeah. and when we do get together it's like it's all good right like no time has yeah. passed like, and, and I, I could see that absolutely being being our situation should that should that ever happen yeah probably not for a long time but i hope not <laughs> but uh because we got this podcast That's we gotta right. keep going man, yeah, man. Uh, no but but no because i was i was thinking in the same terms and i was kind of asking myself the question from the reverse i was like obviously there are some sins where it's like well obviously that's going to cause separation you you sin you know you 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 cheat on your wife that's going to cause separation from your wife but then i was thinking about well wait a second what sins are there that aren't going to cause some kind of division some kind of separation even if it's just separation that comes from someone feeling so much shame or whatever kind of negative negativity that kind of comes along with that they'll they'll recede they'll pull back a little bit they won't be as connected with other people it's um i think that's a that's a it's a really good point even if let's say i i i pull the you know that what was the kids call it i ghost you you ghost me, yes, yes. Let's say I ghost you. We're so hip. for a couple. <laughs> we are for a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden you check out our channel, and I've recorded the podcast with with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, is is that sin? But to me, there's almost there's there's a level of deception there. Yeah, right. It would it would. I, I don't know exactly which which category you would put it into, but that it would feel like a certain amount of betrayal, which yeah. I guess feels like you know lying, Dis- uh, yeah, or dishonest, like that, yeah, at some yeah. level, yeah. And I think that's really important too, because I think a lot of friendships are broken because a certain level of you know uh, deception that occurs, right? Or oh, you know what? What it isn't necessarily sin, but sometimes is is shrouded by sin is misunderstanding, because there's a mm, yeah. lot of times where friendships break up over misunderstanding that's true that's true and maybe that maybe then the problem is that uh i don't know there's not enough not enough trust there or whatever to yeah. kind of like try and you know try and try and break through that a little bit i don't know yeah i don't know what i don't know what that connects to necessarily but would you but, but if if there's a breach of trust and that's followed up without some type of critical thinking yeah and there has to be some unforgiveness there. Yeah. It, what what level of yeah? And At what point that, does it, it become a form of yeah of sin? sin. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a great question. Because um, yeah, I think it's I think it's probably seventy two hours. But, <laughs> but, but even but even in like misunderstanding. Yeah. To that person, there was some grievance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was some type of of sin. Even if that sin wasn't necessarily committed, they believed yeah. that it was. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard. Because then sometimes you you feel like occasionally you're you're apologizing for maybe something yeah, you don't right. really feel that it's, sorry about. If we go back to our episode on apologizing and we talk about the I'm sorry if you were offended. Well, that's one situation where it's like, well, yeah. I really am sorry if you were offended. That yeah. wasn't my intention at yeah. all, and I didn't I didn't I didn't say that or I didn't mean that. You know, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. You're right. At some point, obviously, something is not quite on you know, totally upright or solid ground that, you know, a misunderstanding could become a break like that, that it couldn't be mended with an additional conversation or something yeah. like that. I mean, and you think, I mean, we're, we're trying, we're, we're thinking this too, from both of us who feel like we at least are attempting to be followers of Christ. Yeah. But you, you take this mm-hmm. in a broader sense. I mean, how many people with addiction end up homeless because they burn all Every yeah. bridge, you know, yeah, and that yeah. sin corrupts their relationship with somebody else. They're stealing money. They're, you know, oh, yeah. taking advantage of. It, they're lying. You know, it's a crushing example, right? Yeah. Because you're exactly right. What does that do? It only separates them from yeah. everybody, yeah. right? Everybody they could ever love, everyone that could ever love them. You know, which that's... which comes back to this powerful thing that I mean, Jesus is the only one that is like keep stabbing me. And yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Which is nuts, man. I just, I mean, just the idea that it's like these people are coming to take him away 
And not only does Jesus not yeah. put up a fight, <laughs> yeah. but he's like, he heals oh, him. man, <laughs> man, I didn't mean for you to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me. So here's a question. Do you think that Jesus picked up the ear and put it back on? I love this question so much. You asked or, me this a couple of weeks ago, and I've been thinking about it ever or since. Or do you think he just magically healed it? Like you his might... ear grew back, or did it just like scar up? I See, I thought... I don't know why I ever thought this. Maybe I saw it in like some children's book or something like yeah. that. But in my head, he's holding the ear and he touches it back to the person's head yeah. and it heals back that way. But I, I obviously, I don't know. What do you think? I kind of, I kind of like, I like the idea of him picking up the ear and putting it back on. It, it also is possible that the ear never came off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So it's like kind of there, kind of like floppy. hanging off there. <laughs> oh man, that's kind of gross. We're we're um, we're gross. We're, no, the, the gross meter on this episode. We're chewing into the mic. We're talking about hanging ears. It's the you know, yeah, man. It's good though. It's good. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Ever since, ever since you said, you know, we don't have to have final thoughts. <laughs> I just I know, put it I, totally I, out of my mind and said, no, I'm not going to ever come up with final thoughts again. <laughs> I'll never. I'll come up with a final thought one of these days, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Anything? It could be something that, or you know, we could always just say, the heck with final thoughts. The heck with final thoughts. No more. Could this be the last episode of final, final thoughts? Could this be the final, final thought? <laughs> It's like it's like Spider-Man sadly saying to his Uncle Ben, I will do final thoughts, no more. <laughs> well, that's because he died. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and a powerful superhero was born oh, as a result of that. That's true, man. It's part of the canon. It's, it's a canon event. Yeah, all right. It's a canon event. Good deal. Good deal. Man. I so enjoy doing this with you. I know we don't. <laughs> it's a blast. I hope we hope you're having fun too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if uh, oh, we don't always do this at the end, but it doesn't hurt to put in one last plug. If you want to email us, you can email us at profdisaster2023 at gmail.com. We love to get those emails. Love to get those questions. We've got a couple of questions uh, that we've received, including a follow up. I've got to share it with you. Um, my brother Zach tore us to shreds about something that we said. No, that's not true. But he, <laughs> he had a, a complicating thought that I was like, oh, we could dig into this more cool. in a future episode. So send nice. us stuff like that. If there's yeah. something where you're kind of like, this thing you said, what do you mean by this? Well, and, and the, the cool part is, is I mean, some I know you're just kidding. And somebody could theoretically tear us to shreds. But yeah. what we want to do. And in our name, professional disasters, yeah. that we're, we're admittedly not experts on any of this stuff. We're just two dudes just trying to figure it out. Um, but really, I think the heart of what we do is we want to create a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're both trained in a way that we know that conversation usually breeds better understanding. Yeah. You know, you're bouncing ideas off of each other. Someone says something and it's like, wait a second, what do you mean by that? Or that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And then somebody's like, well, what if it's like this? And then everybody just kind of comes to understand it a little bit better. That's yeah. great. I mean, that's that's the way the world should work. <laughs> and sometimes I... I... Sometimes you got to say stupid stuff to realize that you're stupid. Hey, never doubt the, the, um, I was about to use a, a cuss. Um, it's something that I share in my English composition classes. Never doubt a bad first idea before you get to the good for second idea or the even better third <laughs> yeah. idea. It's somebody that another person wrote. It's, it's a, it's a, I, I, I didn't come up with the, with the title that has a cuss in it. Sorry, guys. Okay. We should end the podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, folks, that's why we're professional. Disasters. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Have a good week. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.